This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hey, Gator Nation, welcome back to Respect Our Decision, episode 46. As always, I'm your host, Hirsch, and with me are my two awesome co-hosts, CJ, the man, McCann. What's up, guys? And the hype man, Wes. What's good? Happy to be here. I know I told you I wouldn't be here last week, but I had my dates mixed up, so I won't be here. He lied. It's all right, though. I mean, we don't don't have a good mistake. I'm glad. We don't have a whole lot to talk about this episode. Oh, but Billy done got the doubters popped off this week, fellas. Um, if if you were doubting, if you were, oh, what about June was going to be a big deal? What's going on? Oh, you're eating that crow and it tastes good, don't it? Tastes tastes good right now. As always, guys, make sure you go out, listen to us wherever you get your podcast from. And if you're new to the channel, you're checking us out on YouTube for the first time. You're like, who are these three guys? If you don't, yeah, man, go ahead, subscribe to the channel, drop a like on the video and leave a comment down below. And you will be entered into the giveaway that we're having this month for the scared money. Don't make money t-shirt from our good friends at alma mater. And right now seems like a really good time to have a scared money. Don't make money t-shirt because baby, we making money. That's right. Billy Napier and the Gators struck oil this week in their own backyard and all over the Southeast and in the state of Mississippi. I mean, they just, oh, man, guys, we said, be patient. And we grade this, this month at the end of, of, you know, June 1st of July, I think we're going to drop grades tonight because everything else is butter after this week. I don't think, you know, good Lord. I, I we get extra keep, credit. Yeah, man. <laughs> God almighty, commits popping off like plus ones this week, guys. Oh, my goodness. Guys, we're going we're gonna to start at the beginning. I mean, a lot of people, I know a lot of people have already put their episodes out, breaking down each and every commitment. So we appreciate if you held out to listen to ours. We're going we're gonna to go through them all. We wanted to do, we were kind of hoping, oh, with smokes at this point. Don't anyone else commit, man. We got so much to talk about. We weren't going to be able to squeeze it in an episode. I've watched all this film. I've watched so much film. I've read so many scouting CJ, reports. CJ is I an official dying. NFL scout at this point. He's watched so much film. <laughs> <laughs> he is ready for the what? What draft is this going to be? Yeah, 2027, right, I'm ready. I can tell you anything draft. you want to know. Yeah. All right, guys. Look, <clears throat> we're going. You know what? We're actually going to start on a negative because that's how it all started. So let's 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 rewind it and go back to Saturday morning. Austin Simmons puts out a tweet. Hey, I'm going to be on. 
whatever his name show was. I'm not giving that guy no pub. And um, said, hey, I'm going to set the record straight on my recruitment. And, you know, Gator fans were like, all right, he's about to announce he's reclassifying. And he did. And then he said, oh, but by the way, I'm also flipping the Ole Miss. And Gator Nation, as we are prone to do, set the barn on fire, threw the mattress out, threw the old lady out the window, <laughs> kicked the dog upside down, and everything else under the sun. It was a, a twelve. It was a it was a fire in the barn. I mean, it was just unbelievable. You get on social media on any platform, and it was oh, what is Billy's going to have to change how he does business? This is ridiculous. We are getting. Well- Lane Kiffin is trolling us on Twitter. How dare he? Hey, Lane, suck our balls, okay? Right. I'm going to say that out loud because um, we'll get to you at the end of this, but we coming up. So a few hours later, maybe four, four or five hours later, number one pops, tight end Amir Jackson at a portal, Georgia. <coughs> Excuse me. Number 108 in the 247 composite. 6'4", tight end, 223 pounds. Wes, you have your tight end, buddy. Are you excited? Yeah, Hurst. Uh, you, we spoke about this last week, and I was disappointed with Matthews. Uh, I for weeks, like, okay, we were leading for this guy. Go ahead and, you know, solidify that, shut that down. We didn't do it. Uh, the kid went to USC. So when Amir did it, and this is me, my mindset to start after what had happened with uh, Simmons going, I'm like, okay, Good job. You got the kid on campus. You shut it down. That's what I was looking for. That's what a late recruiter is Yeah. I I was looking at Matthews and him being my one-two. But, and I said this last week, you got to shut his recruitment down. Got to get your number two guy because now he's your number one guy. They did that. And I was like, well, they did it. Uh, I I thought at that point in time, and just me being real and authentic, I was like, well, maybe they gave, maybe they did a little something extra to, 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 create the noise down from the Simmons thing. But uh, we all know that that Jackson's commitment wasn't the last commitment we was going to get that weekend. But I was happy that that we got him. I love him uh, as an athlete and what he can do. Uh, like I said, he's ranked higher than Matthew, so I'm not mad at that. And we still can get our number two uh, tight end class. So that was a big move, a uh, big way to, as I said, put your throat uh, put your foot on the on the throat and close the deal. It's something that we got that we all alluded to. The staff need to do better, and they did that. And I'm, I'm I couldn't be more happier at a position of need. Yes, sir. But as we said, that was just the pebble starting down the hill. Because then it started to pick up snow, and then say what was it about seven thirty, eight o'clock? Yep. You started a little out of nowhere, and this one really was out of nowhere. Um. We were expecting a couple guys that could possibly have committed this weekend. We had kind of been given the information that will be on the lookout of these guys. It looks like it's up close to happening. But Amaris Williams was the next one to pop, the lineman out of North Carolina, and we weren't really expecting that one. That one just kind of, what? <laughs> hundred and uh, you know, a defensive lineman, like a defensive end, um, 186 in the composite. 63270. Uh CJ, what can you tell us after watching some film on Amaris Williams? Dude, dude is a, a monster. Uh we were recruiting a lot of the guys from that area that uh North Carolina, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia kind of out of and they are they are all ridiculously talented. Um he he's gonna be a force. Uh Coach Chaos definitely earned his money this week for sure. Uh, these guys that they're bringing in. And Morris Williams was a guy that I don't think we ever mentioned on the show. If we did mention him on the show, it was just that he was visiting. Yeah. I mean, that that was wild. That was a classic case of the coaching staff moving in silence, you know, moving in silence, real G's like lasagna, moving in silence. So uh, that was great. I, I was super happy about that. I remember – he committed, and I retweeted. I said, y'all just keep on tweeting. Just keep tweeting. You go for it. Whatever you got to say. And and that was a great response because it was like, okay, we got Amir Jackson, but I don't think that that had satisfied the appetite quite yet. People were still really hot about the Austin Simmons stuff. Then you get Amir, ja- uh, then you get Amir Jackson, and that kind of helps. But now adding a Morris Williams is just adding another elite tool 
to put on that defensive line, a bunch of headhunters, the uh, the wild dogs, as Coach Chaos calls them, guys that really can get after it and make it tough on a quarterback. And I love the kid. I think that that's a great addition. Um, you know, I'm still trying to learn more about him because, again, we, he wasn't a kid that was on the radar. And that is a is a classic, classic case of this staff, just getting somebody on campus and just shutting it down, selling them. I mean, it was it was great. I, I think that that was one of the biggest wins of the week because they just showed an ability to identify, attack, and then make sure you get a guy committed without without a whole bunch of nonsense. Well, I want to stay with you, CJ, because chaos chaos went back to back. He was like, you know, <laughs> Langford and, and and Jack for the yeah. baseball team. Um, chaos said, "Hold on, big fellas, I'm going to send out another one real quick." Uh, Hayes Fawcett was was making edits at, at lightning pace on Saturday <laughs> night. Um, Nasir Johnson commits right after. I mean, it's literally five minutes later. Nasir Johnson gets his edit sent out. Defensive tackle from Dublin, Georgia, number two fifty in the composite, six four, three hundred pounds, big old mammoth of a young man. What do you know about Nasir Johnson and what he brings to that defense? I, I like line? Nasir Johnson. He's a, he's a he's a little tall, but he is a, is a better piece for the nose tackle spot, which we need a lot of help with because you look at the nose tackle spot. You're going to have a lot of guys leaving with Cameron Jackson. He's going to be the NFL draft pick. Um, Desmond Watson, he's not going to be here much longer. So you need to start getting more of these nose tackle guys in here to to replace. And Nasir Johnson's a great pickup. Um, he plays at a good high school. Kid is a, He's an athlete. He's a baller. He's, he's massive. Um, he's definitely going to be able to do what a nose tackle does and just eat up space in the middle. And we'll talk about eating up space some more in a little bit because there's another gentleman we added that's also going to eat up some more space in that defensive tackle spot. But, no, a great pickup from Nasir. And we'd heard uh, – I think I'd heard a lot about Nasir probably committing. People were worried about, you know, uh, him going to Georgia, maybe maybe not coming here. But from what I had known, I'd been told that that was one that I was expecting. He was one of the ones that I was expecting. I think him and Amir were the two guys that I went into the weekend saying – Okay, these are going to be the two guys we get. And then Amaris Williams showed up, and we're going to get another one in a second. But this was this, you know, this is one of the guys I thought, you know, you were going to come out of the weekend with. And I'm glad to have him. Definitely a, a baller and a game changer up front on that D line. Yeah, and as you mentioned, I mean <laughs> the Saturday specials kept on rolling, man. Um we kept hearing there was the, the social media kept rumbling after that. Hold on, there may be one more. Y'all don't go nowhere. Hang tight. And we kind of were like, well, who is this going to be? You know, it was, uh, wait, what? And then Jay Bateman just let his nuts hang all over the place and pulled what might, what two rivals writers called, and I quote, the biggest recruiting surprise so far of this cycle. As Aaron Childs, linebacker at all, only Miss uh, only Maryland, excuse me, number eighty in the composite, committed to the Gators. I mean, and you talk about we we talked a little bit about Aaron Childs coming in, and um, you know, the staff felt like they had a good position on him, or you know, and you know, maybe Michigan might be cool, and they Michigan had taken a bunch of linebackers, um, but a lot of people still thought he'd end up at Michigan. And there was even some chatter about his home team of Maryland maybe being in there, making him a big NIL offer to keep the big, you know, the home state guy home. No, 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 sir. Jay Bateman said, I'm pulling the number one linebacker class in the country this year. And all you naysayers, myself included, I'm going to eat some crow on that. I downed Jay Bateman last year, and I'm going to own that. Jay Bateman said, no, sir. Wes, does Bateman got us, don't he, buddy? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we, we coined that phrase last year uh, on this pod, the same very pod, Bateman got us. You weren't the only one down on Bateman. I wasn't maybe as down as you and, and maybe our, our former co-host on, on what Bateman was doing. But to me, it was more about what I saw on the field as far as the development of uh, um, Amari Bernie. And I said, okay, if he can do that, then let's see. And we all, and especially CJ, loved Robinson. Uh, the commit we got last year, even though Jay we missed Rice. those guys so earlier. But, I mean, this is by far – we got three of the six top linebackers in the freaking country. And, 
Uh, I know his parents were saying they were shot. From what we read, uh, he just picked up the mic and committed right there on the spot. And that's when you get in the environment. And this is somebody that I know the staff, because he was in that environment, they're going, which I have no doubt about Bateman right now, what he's doing. Just going to stay on this kid and let him know, okay, I know you, it was a, it was a live environment. You had three guys commit before you. Your parents were shot. You picked up the mic and said, hey, I'm a Gator. You got to love that. Uh, you got to love that feel, the the camaraderie uh, in the environment and what was going on. But, I mean, Bateman has did his job. I know we were talking about Chris Jones uh, last couple of weeks about uh, when he first visited. And, we, like, hey, he's going to take his visit. But this is where we always say sometimes if you don't commit and if you love a school, um, sometimes kids go to the school they don't want – they really don't want to because they want to ex- – and we, there's no nothing wrong with enjoying the experience. But you have to understand – the staff has to do their job. You might go to Georgia and be like, hey, uh, Coach Bateman, Coach uh, Napier, I think uh, Georgia's the fit for me. So they're not going to start recruiting guys that come in after you because you're seeing your options. You're gonna, they, we're going to do your options. I think uh, if you guys know some of the things, I, I remember I said our uh, tweet said, hey, you visit, we shop. And, and, and to me, that's how uh, coaches have to be. And uh, I, we were all shocked about We were not going to sit here and BS you. We thought Nasir uh, – Nasir, and we thought Amir Jackson were the guys this week. We were looking at those two, and none of us going to sit and say, hey, we were looking at seven recruits this week, guys. Nah, that, that we were definitely not looking at it, and especially this guy, Childs. And he's rated higher than Chris Jones. Uh, the kid is a violent player. Uh, he played a lot of edge uh, in high school, uh, which I, I, I don't mind. Uh, the kid uh, is the typical prototypical linebacker. Uh, we've talked about Hayes maybe moving to – edge and so you got him and Graham wherever wherever Hayes goes it really doesn't matter I just know we got a room full of ballers I love it he gave us our six top 100 recruit gotta love that I don't know the last time in June that we've had six top 100 guys so uh Hirsch I mean I don't know I, I mean I, I'm loving it right now man I mean like especially after my rant last week you yes, know sir no crow for me. I'm I'm over <laughs> <I'm, laughs> don't go hey. far don't go far because I, I you know, there's been one other thing that we've talked about on the show a lot, and I'm going to get to that in a second. I want you to cover this as well. So Billy Napier just goes out and says, all right, y'all want to doubt me on Saturday and shuts down four blue chip premium recruits, fills positions of need, and then says, you know, like the good Lord, I'm going to rest on Sunday. I'm going to take the day off. And I'm going to let y'all catch y'all's breath. Watch Gator baseball game. Yeah, we're going to let CJ watch some tape and some Gator baseball, and Hirsch needs to write some stuff down to prep. But um, I got, you know, this is this chamber's got two more bullets in it, and I'm gonna release on Monday. And and we had heard that we felt we were in pretty good shape for these two guys that committed on Monday. But the first guy we're gonna talk about, fresh off a visit to UGA, I mean, basically came went from Athens to Hampton, Georgia, where he lives, and was like, you know what? I don't care about Kirby Smart in Georgia. I feel at home with with, with the Gators. And that would be uh, Makai Boro. And now, boys, we have a true nose tackle recruit. You want to talk – I mean, we're talking about big old boys. 6'5", 390 pounds. Say it again for the people in the back. That's Six, a big boy. Five, 390 pounds out of Hampton, Georgia. Currently only 998. But let me tell you something. This kid had tons of teams after him. He's going to be one of those that you see pop up 100 spots and then another 150 spots. And I'm not saying he's going to be a top 250 recruit, but I could see top 400, 350, somewhere that. He's going to ease on up because you don't get recruited by Kirby Smart in Georgia and Auburn and all these other schools in Tennessee and all these other schools in the South, like, like this young man did. Wes, we got a nose tackle, baby. Are you excited? I'm very, very excited for this, uh, this recruitment. Like you said, he just, and to give people uh, context, like you said, he just came off the visit from Georgia. So at that point in time, I know we, uh, we follow this stuff. We do it so we can give you guys the information. We are like, man, we want him, but I mean, they just put not this past draft, but in the twenty-two draft, they just put. J- they had, and I wanted to say that they had Davis come down to spend time with this kid while he was on campus. Do not, do not believe for one minute 
that Georgia passed on this kid. Don't Absolutely. Don't let anybody That's sell you a false true. bill of goods. They're lying. <laughs> yeah. He beat Georgia for him. And, and that's and that's where I was going with the context approach. Jordan Davis came down, talked to and Jordan Davis was a three star. So when you look at no staffers, like Hirsch alluded to, they're not gonna be rated like edge rushers or uh uh linebackers or wide receivers or those phenomenal athletes. No tackles don't get love. They do the dirty work in the middle. So they're not going to get all that pub and love that uh, those uh, particular athletes get. But like I said, Jordan Davis, first-round pick, that Georgia wanted this kid too, was a three-star. Jordan Davis wasn't rated as a four-star, five-star type of guy and was in the first round two years ago to the Philadelphia Eagles. So this is somebody they wanted to say, hey, Jordan Davis, come talk to him. Let him know that you can be him. And yet – Chaos in the style did another number. And, and this is what you in the SEC, you got to win up front. You got to have those guys to eat up the center and the guard uh, so that your other guys can, uh, can, can play off that. And you're going to need that. Uh, we all know this is big boy football in the SEC. We don't play in the, the Pac 12 or the Big Ten where they throw the ball all over the place. You got to win up front in the trenches. And this was a good, good pickup. We kind of didn't get a true nose last year. Uh, um, within the, the as far as coming from out of high school, so this was a big pickup. Love it. You beat a rival, Georgia, uh, not just a rival, uh, like saying we beat FSU or maybe Miami. You beat a team that consists one, two uh, overall that just won back to back national championships. So, this is a big win. So, for those who doubt Napier and say, Can he go up against the big boys and pull up a victory? He did it, and he took somebody not only from uh, not only beating them, but a guy that was. From the state of Georgia as well, so yeah, yeah from South that. Atlanta. He's he's actually from my hometown where I where I used to live in Atlanta and where my my oldest son uh, still lives when he's not at college. But so I know that area very well. I actually he he goes to the same school my son graduated from. So um, and they put out great NFL players at Creekside, like, like uh, Eric Berry. You guys ever yes. heard of Eric Berry? <laughs> um, yeah, they, they do a few things at Creekside. They so do a little football. He he plays good competition, like we said. Uh, you remember McDonald last year, the nose tackle that ended up going to Ohio State? Not highly ranked, but everybody wanted him. And that's you're going to see the same kind of maturation with, with this young man. He's, he's going to probably slowly creep up, but nose tackles don't do – they don't do, you know, glory work. They don't, they're not out there. You know. He's not going to have a whole bunch of sacks and a whole bunch of tackles. <laughs> they're not getting 20 sacks and no, 15 tackles, tackles for a law. Yeah, they're, they're, they're cogging a hole. Desmond Watson ain't going to put up monstrous stats except in the cafeteria. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> but they do the job and we needed this nose tackle so badly. Great job to chaos. You've answered all the questions, Chaos. You was are, it him? You, no, it was Nasir that was doing the backflips, right? I, I don't. Yes, I don't care which one of was. That's impressive. Give <laughs> <laughs> crap. Yeah, it was Nasir that was doing backflips. Look, look here, I'm wow. 200 pounds and I can't, I can't even do it. I can't roll over. It, it was athlete. <laughs> it was Nasir, 300 pounds doing a backflip. I'm like, wow. Athletic. So later on, maybe two hours later, here's the announcement for the next young man. Also out of Atlanta, Snellville, Georgia, to be precise. Marcus Mascal, offensive tackle. Once again, not a guy that's highly rated at this moment. Number 669. Nice. Um, you know, not, not high up there. But we went head-to-head with LSU for this kid. And LSU wanted this kid badly. And even so badly, we're on their message boards saying that we were – we were cheating and paying too much. LSU of all people had the nerve <laughs> to be out there saying that we were cheating to get this kid. So you know we're in good spot. CJ, what can you tell us about Marcus Mascal? He's got a great frame. He's a good-sized kid. And I think, again, that's what I keep stressing. They're not super, super highly ranked, but this kid is obviously recruited very, very well. You know, came down to us, North Carolina State, and LSU, and at one point LSU thought they had him. Had him. Um, so – Obviously, he's got some big-time offers. Uh, he's been recruited very well. He's a kid that you take because I think that you're going to look at him and he's probably going to be – I think he'll be a four-star by the time the uh, we get to the end of the year when he gets to sign. He might not be like a super high-rated four-star, but I think he'll get there. Um, he's got a great frame. He's got a good size. He's definitely a kid that you can work with and you can teach. 
Um, and that's the main thing with, with offensive line recruiting too. For sure, I've said for – I don't feel I'm blue in the face. You need to get high-rated offensive linemen. And I, I'm not going to change my opinion on that. But offensive linemen are the hardest part of high school recruiting to grade. Because you have kids that go through growth spurts, they play in different offenses. Um, that you know, can he pass block? Uh, you know, there's a lot of high schools that just don't throw the ball a lot, but you know, you've got guys that are just mauling them on the offensive line, and you've got a coaching staff that definitely has shown to you that they can develop. Um, you know, again, I'm, they're not off the hook with me for sure. They need to to start winning on more guys like Rod Kearney. Um, but this is definitely a good pickup. It's like a like a Najee Harris pickup. It's kind of in that mold of he's a good solid player and he will play, just not a, an elite prospect. Um, I think but, he'll rise though, CJ. I think he's and I and I do too. I, I think I agree with you completely. Like I said, he'll probably be a four star by by the time it's all said and done. He's yeah, a great. I, he's got a great frame. The kid is highly recruited. You know, if LSU wants him, yeah. you know that's got to speak volumes for how good of a player he could be. So yeah. definitely, definitely a good kid. I, I have no complaints about taking him. I take him every day of the week. He's he's a massive kid. He's got great size. It's like I said, you're not taking a kid who's six foot one, two hundred and thirty five pounds to try to play offensive line. Um, no, no, no complaints from me. I, I like his like his film, and I think he's a good pickup for us. And and once again, this is a kid. Not don't let any LSU fan that that's butthurt try to say. Oh, we didn't really want this kid. You know, we're, we were just thrown on the old edit for for trolling purposes or whatever. No, sir. As of Saturday morning, LSU thought they had this kid, and and it wasn't even to us even as guys that follow Gator recruiting heavily and and try to report this stuff back and whatnot. We weren't even really paying him a lot of attention because we thought it was so. LSU, you know, or maybe even NC State coming fresh off the visit. I thought they, I thought that NC State going into the weekend was in a better spot than we were, to be and, honest. And hey, the staff said, nope, we want him. We showed him we wanted him. How, you know, and boom, close the deal. So there we are. We're sitting there Monday. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. Six commits in. Six, a six shooter, man. Boom. They're all, all the, all the chambers are empty. We're writing stuff. CJ's watching film. And then all of a sudden, man, chatter <laughs> starts. A little chatter creeps in. <laughs> hey, y'all might want to be around later. Oh, oh, what? what? Yeah, maybe be around about 8 o'clock, 8.30 tonight. Oh, okay. And we put out a little tweet ourselves. You know, we, we heard a rumor. And sure enough, guys, 8.30 comes around and the Gators – Land a big fish. Now, it'd be an even bigger fish if only three would get their crap together. But, but I've hopefully, heard they, I've heard they, they're going to do something in a couple weeks. So, hopefully, hopefully they, Drop they finally ranking. get around. Hopefully, they finally get around to watching the young man's <laughs> film. But anyway, we talked about him in the last week's episode that he was coming with Kanan Daniels, edge rusher Jamonta Waller out of Mississippi. Number 71 overall in the composite. 6'2 to 6'1, wherever you might want to see him listed. He's only 225. He's not the tallest kid. But if you watch this kid's film, he destroys people. Stupid. He reminds me a lot of, and I'm not trying to say this, y'all. Don't put this on me. He reminds me, he's got that Harold Perkins fit, feel to him uh, off the edge. But, you know, Perkins obviously is an all-world special player, and he may never be anywhere close to him. But his film at the high school level reminds me of seeing that, man. He is coming off the edge, making things happen. Wes, we're, we're all going to go over this kid because this, was, this one was the special one of the weekend. Even though he's not that much above Childs, you know, number 71, number 80, but if on three didn't have him ranked as a three-star, he'd probably be top 50. Yep, because he's a five star rated on two four seven by their individual recruiting. Um, he's got a five star on ESPN and and two four seven. Wes, you wanted an edge rusher. 
You've been screaming from the mountaintops. Get me my damn edge. Billy said, Wes, hold on, man. I got you. <laughs> and they took care of business. How you you gotta be feeling really good this week. Man, this is <laughs> when you when you, we we talk everybody knows that we, we do podcasts, we talk all we talk every day. If every day you don't know. We we have we we talk every day. And I've given up for fans, you know, the frustration about the whole entire staff. I've kind of given up on the offense line getting a big time guy. If they get somebody, I'm I'll be <laughs> I'll be surprised. But I still had hope in chaos. Peter, Mike P, and Armstrong and the staff getting somebody special to rush the passer that could come in day one, third down, if uh, the guys in front, let's say Kelvin Collins next year is tired and it's third down. Say he makes the play on first second down. If you want somebody that you don't really have to teach the defense to and it's third and seven, third and eight, and Kelvin Collins comes out the field and you want somebody to go get the passer, that's what I want. I just wanted a true freshman that could come in and make a difference. Whether that was uh, there's some other I, we talk about those guys another day. Forget it. This is this we talking about Waller right now, and you will allude to his film. For those who have not watched his film and like recruiting like that, watch his get off. Uh, you alluded to uh, Harold Perkins, uh, another guy that I hate because he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm gonna watch the fan is Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons doesn't have a, a, a whole bevy of moves, but his freaking first step is like that. And this kid has a first step that is like that. And I'm hoping uh, that we keep him in this class and he sticks. Uh, shout out to Caden Daniels, our running back that's in the class from Mississippi. Uh, he was kind of hyping him up, telling him. And that's why relationships kind of matter. The kid is not coming in by himself. He has a guy that, that he's coming into the school with, Daniels, that's going to be locked in, that, that shut down his recruitment over the weekend. Like, Hirsch, I mean, late like uh not only because of my rant last week of telling people to be patient, Friday Night Lights hadn't happened yet. They know what happened last year with Friday Night Lights, uh, the bevy of commitments we had. And right on time, Billy said, Wes, like you said, I got you, my boy. I got you. And on top of that, I'm going to give you your got dog on uh, Jack linebacker slash rushing, whatever you want to call it, for the ices on the cake. So I'm like, I'm ecstatic, uh, as all Gator fans should be. This has been the best recruiting weekend I have ever witnessed since I started following recruiting. Amen. CJ, what do you think? You're muted, CJ. Quite <laughs> a guy with a with an absolute motor. Um, just doing stuff, man. Like when you turn on his film, anybody hasn't watched Jamalta Waller's film, please go watch his film because he jumps off the page. Like you don't, you can, you can take that little icon they show to point him out. You could take that away and you would still know which one he is on the field. The guy comes off the edge. He does not give up on the play. Uh, there was multiple plays where the, he would get, you know, stuffed up by the left tackle and then just, you know, pushed out and he would still fight. He'd get past him. He'd make this play and sack the quarterback. Um, I understand the one knock on him is his height. I don't really give a crap, to be <laughs> honest. With a kid like that, you watch him play, he could be five foot five. If he's doing this stuff, then it doesn't really matter. It doesn't affect him. Um, this is a huge get because you finally you've gotten somebody who can who can be a difference maker. And I've talked about this before when you when you look at the NFL draft. And you look at positions that are like if if somebody's off the board, you take best available. You you're talking best available at rush in or uh, big time DB or uh, you know an outside linebacker. Somebody there's like those positions, and rush in is like one of the main ones with a guy where you take him and you're going to get a return on your investment early. Jamalta Waller is the kind of guy that you're going to get a major return on investment on. As a freshman, he's going to come out as as a freshman and be a kind be that kind of guy that, that's going to stick out. That's going to be able to make plays because he just wants it. And the dude just he just it's if you haven't seen it, it's hard to explain because he just plays with a motor, um, just absolutely just dominant on that side. You cannot stop him. You like I said, I've watched him get pushed out and then fight his way all the way back around the end to still get to the quarterback. 
There's one play where the the running back tried to 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 stuff him, and he just went under the running back, went right through him, and then hit the quarterback. It's it's just some impressive stuff. This is a massive haul. You get the number one consensus player in the state of Mississippi, um, and that's that's a big deal from from Picayune, Picayune, Mississippi. Uh, but no, I'm I'm <laughs> that one that one caught me off guard. Um, I, I it was one of those things where I was told, and I was like, I have to see it to believe it, because he is that kind of difference maker, and I, I couldn't be happier with a guy like him. Yeah, um, I said it at the top of the show. Um, Lane Kiffin, you can suck it. Um, you tried to troll our coach, and he said, um, I ain't going to engage in a war of words with you. You want to talk about Tom Petty and we don't back down? Well, guess what? We didn't. Sorry. We went into your state and stole your shit. Sorry. Not sorry. Um, just shut up next time and you know, we won't take your goods maybe, but then you were so busy paying attention to us that Mississippi state just ran up on you and stole a bunch of receivers too. So, uh, maybe you ought to keep your head down. So anyway, guys, let's talk about a little cause and effect of, of what this weekend does. And we'll start at linebacker, um, Chris Jones, you know, we were, we were heavily favored for Chris Jones for a while there. Um, sorry. You shop, we shop. There's no more room at the end. Um, we've told Chris Jones, thank you for your time. Best of luck to you and your family. No hard feelings. So you're probably going to see Chris Jones go to Georgia, and that's okay, guys. Don't don't get frustrated because Chris Jones ends up at Georgia. He had his chance, and he lost his spot. And that's okay because, like we said, like Wes said, Three out of the top six linebackers in the country are coming to Gainesville. I mean, <laughs> what you gonna be upset about? And and the reason for that is is we we've got some other positions to fill. I mean, we still need three wide receivers, uh, at least one more offensive lineman, and four DBs. And that's just the bare minimum of what we want to sign. I know we've we've hit on twenty to twenty two kids, but. Now the word on the street is uh, we might be we might find a way to happen, make it happen because there's a lot of kids right now that want to be Gators, and it's going to be really hard to tell some of these kids no. Um, another kid we want to talk about real quick, Jamari Howard, did not show up this weekend because he was in California for a seven on seven event. Guys, I don't have any information right now about Jamari Howard. Uh, he said he was going to see about official visiting this weekend, but that's not going to happen because Friday night lights is this weekend and they're not taking official visits this weekend. I'm not going to say he might not roll up in town on Friday or Saturday and spend some time with the coaches, but it won't be an official visit. Um, So there's some question marks still out there. Um, We had a great list of visitors in town today for seven on seven, Jeremiah Smith. Josiah Trader, Zay Mincy, um, McCray, and uh, uh, Pickett was there, 2025 safety. Yeah, DJ Pickett. There. DJ Pickett. Um, just a, uh, these coaches, man. I I, I really want to get it, move into this where we talk about this job that this staff has done in the last month. Now, I mean, even June's not over. We're gonna kind of we're gonna kind of breeze through it. These guys are working their tail off. And even though you sit there and you go, well, nothing's happening. Why, where are the commits? Why aren't, they, why aren't they filing in? What is this staff doing? Billy might need to change his approach. Maybe Billy Napier's not cut out for this job. And I get it, guys. The game's still got to get played on the field. But we're talking about recruiting right now. It's, it's, it's June. As Wes said, it's freaking June. <laughs> He ran it on y'all last weekend, and he spoke it into existence. I'm going to start with CJ, and Wes, I'm going to let you wrap it on as far as this goes. CJ, rate what this staff has done up to this point. As far as this class or as a whole? This class. We're talking 24. What, you know, 
We, I knew we were going to wait till the end of July, and we'll talk about it even more at the end of end of June. I'm sorry, um, but man, we've got nine commits already in June. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they they knocked they knocked my number out. Like I was expecting four or five this month. I wasn't. This this has been more than I thought. I mean, they've done a great job. I, again, I have preached uh, patience since the beginning. I've been one of the people that really just want to see this play out. I'm not up in arms about much of anything at, at times. The only thing I think I ever had the issues with is maybe the offensive line recruiting. And I think that's it. Everything else with it, I'm just like, I know what we're doing. I know the direction we're, we're heading in. I think that Billy Napier has made a very clear um, path for us to follow of what's going to happen. I hope that now this is the justification that some of you needed to shut your mouth. Because I don't know what else you want. At some point, you're just going to have to shut up and let the man work. We had people, I swear, when Austin Simmons flipped, I, I we had people just freaking out. Uh, we, we had Bowens flip. And then Austin Simmons flipped and, oh, what are we going to do about a quarterback this year? Quarterback this year? <laughs> Did you guys think that Austin Simmons was going to come in at 17 years old and go on the road and play at Utah to start <laughs> the season? Is that what you guys thought he was coming here to do? <laughs> it's, just, it's just some wild stuff, man. Like, come on, guys. I hope that this is, like I said, I hope that this is finally enough proof for you to say, okay, I'm going to let this play. I'm going to let Billy Napier do what he's doing now. He's gained my trust. I hope. Some of you probably still won't do that. But me personally, this is something that I've expected for a long time. There were some unforeseen circumstances that happened last year that I think really rocked us. Or I think I'm. I will go on the record and say I think you would have seen this last year, had it not been for a certain lawyer and a certain person in Miami, uh, kind of meddling in things. Because um, we were on track to do this this year, sticking their fingers in it, shady business going on from somebody else. You have seen what this staff can do when left to their own devices to recruit. So. Just calm down, put the Twitter fingers away for a little while and let the staff do what they're doing because they've given you enough proof now to show you they know what the hell they're doing. They understand where they're at. No, Billy Napier is not in over his head. No, he doesn't. He didn't, he didn't bite off more than he can chew. He knows what is ahead of him. He understands that this is going to be a long process the boosters understand this is going to be a long process. The president understands that this is going to be a long process. Everybody with power in the University of Florida understands that this is going to take a long time. This is something that wasn't going to happen overnight. Billy Napier just gave this thing a shot in the arm. You play the games this year and you really show some great improvement. We're going to be clicking on all cylinders very soon. Um, so you guys just bear with it. He's shown you he knows what he's doing now. I hope that some of you will will take that and and calm down a little bit, you know, because some of you were just doing too much. Um, trust trust what they're doing because they're doing a very good job. They they've done a great job up to this point. You can't give a if you're giving a grade to June aside from something unforeseen, just catastrophe happening. It's an A. Anything after this is just gravy. Um, so. You know, hey, times are good right now, guys. We're doing great. Uh, we're not playing games yet. This is recruiting. So for recruiting season, we're doing a pretty damn good job. Wes, hit us with that hype. Yeah, man. Um, I'm, I already told you guys I was ecstatic. I called Billy on Thursday and said, hey, I'm dropping a podcast. I called the fans out. So I need you to do a little something, something. And he said, I got you. When he said, I got you, I didn't think he meant like this. Uh, so uh, I owe him a dinner, a steak at uh, Spurs restaurant. 
uh, all on me. So he's gonna he's he's got that from me. Um, but for serious note, um, my thing with, to the staff has always been close. I'm tired of the guys leading, and I, and I mentioned that to you guys. And you guys correct me on some stuff as you do. That's what uh, positive conversation is about. That's what we do. Uh, I always wanted the, the staff to close on a lot of these guys that they've had or that we've been leading for. And that's exactly what they did, Hirsch. I mean, they did what I asked them to do. They closed. The guys said, hey, I love to hear Coach Chaos. I love to hear Bateman. Um, I love to hear Staple. Uh, you know, we're, we're committing, son. And that's what happens. And, and you put yourself in a position where you can tell a talented guy like Chris Jones, hey, sorry, son, we don't have any more position. Chris Jones is talented. And we're telling a guy like Chris Jones no. And he's so much talent to guys that he's going to Georgia and not us because we filled up with three of the top six linebackers in the country. That's what it is. And we took the number one guy from Mississippi. You know what I'm saying? So this is what I want the staff to do. We have a lot. And the thing about it is I don't want you guys to get impatient. I, I know sometimes when, when what he did to me, I'm looking at like, Billy, you might've did too much because now they're going to be like, Hey man, uh, why don't you got to commit in two weeks? Chill out. The next big time is uh, the, the the barbecue in July. Chill out. It might be not saying that we might not have some recruits in the meantime, but chill out. We have 16 already. We set ourselves up good. There's a lot of good hanging fruit there. Uh, Hirsch Minson, uh, Jeremiah Smith. That's not. That's probably going to be somewhere way down the line. Uh, you got Chance Robinson, who we who was on uh, campus a couple weeks ago. That we may be able to get. You got uh, uh, Mincy that's still out there. You got uh, Abrams, the FSU receiver that's still out there. So there's some, there's a McCray that Hirsch already mentioned that out there. So the, the guys that we're going to have now, we selected who we can get because we've filled up a lot of the key positions. So now it's like, okay, we want this guy. And we have a lot of leverage because now guys are like, hey, if you don't want to be here, let us know. If not, we're going over here because we got some depth there. We're just trying to get one or more key guys, whether it's Ross from out of uh, the state of Alabama, that we're trying to get, whether it's Evans, uh, that we kind of might have cooled on a little bit, but he's still out there. Who knows? It's December is December. So, there's a, I mean, these are highly rated guys. I'm talking about top 100 guys that we're after, not Robinson and the receivers, but as far as these defensive guys and these offensive guys that we may be in, in line for. So, we're not taking another running back. We're not taking another quarterback. Uh, there's some receivers that Hurst mentioned that we still after. We still got to get the four DBs. I mentioned Mincy and uh, Foster. And, uh, and uh, who am I missing, CJ? I'm missing somebody. I'm Foster and Mincy and those guys. The, the guys that we're after, like I said, I trust uh, Corey Raymond in that part as far as the secondary. I mean, we're set D-line and linebacker. We might get some more guys on the edge and strong defensive end. But up the middle, I think we're good there as far as tackle. So we're straight, man. I mean, I'm happy. You should be happy. But don't get impatient with, hey, it's been two weeks. We haven't got to commit. We got 16 commits already. We're not going to take but maybe eight more, and those guys are going to be selective, high-top guys that may not decide until December. So chill out, be calm, and just be happy that this is the best recruiting uh, weekend or spurt uh, I've ever seen as far as Florida. That that excludes nobody. Uh, that go, uh, let's go back to Munchamp. Munchamp had a good, some good classes that uh, McElwain uh, benefit off of, but this is – and that goes all the way back to like 2010, 11, 12, something like that. Mm-hmm. So this has been really, really, really special. We give it back to you, Hurst. So I'm, I'm just happy, man, I, and I'm gonna chill and relax. That maybe we can lay low because we had to do a lot of forest research for these guys over the last yeah. couple of days. Um, guys, it's it's this is fun. Recruiting is fun. Yeah, I, I know it was tough there for a few weeks. Bowen's gone. Simmons, the whole drama. Um, and those were tough losses. Hey, they're losses. We're not. We're not trying to sugarcoat and say they're not losses. Oh yeah, I'd love the way the cl- this class would look with Chauncey Bowen still in but, it. But but here's the thing: you're gonna have one, two, three losses in every class. Yeah. And Simmons doesn't affect this class one way, shape, form, or another. Like CJ said, and he wasn't gonna play this year unless it was in a blowout in the fourth quarter versus uh, whatever division. McNeese. Charlotte. Yeah, McNeese State. You might have seen him in the fourth quarter throw a pass there just to, to see what he looked like. And I'm not even saying that's for sure because uh, that might be a <coughs> excuse me a slap in Max Brown's face. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, guys, 
sometimes you just got to step back, man, and let and let let the guys that get paid to do it do their thing, and they did. And I'm not going to sit here and go on and on about it. Just just chill out, man. Enjoy it. This is a good ride, and it's not over. <laughs> I, I expect probably to maybe get one or two more at least by the 1st of July, through the 1st of July. Let me say that. Um, That's next week, two weeks. Yes, Jaree Hawkins, for those that didn't notice today, moved his commitment back to July 1st. And that is a kid that's probably down to us in Penn State. Penn State got a wide receiver commitment, pretty much the same size kid tonight, right before we recorded this episode. So we might be in a really good spot for Jerry Hawkins at IMG. Um, so that might be the, the other speedster piece to the wide receiver room that we've been looking for. Um, and you don't know, man, like, like we said, Friday Night Lights is going to be a little different this year. We won't be doing a special for Friday Night Lights this year because it's not going to be the traditional bunch of, you know, this year's kids coming and we're recruiting the hell out of them. It's more going to be 25, 26 kids competing in an actual camp setting um, and and us getting a leg up on those classes. I'm not going to say we might have some kids from 24 roll in. I'm sure if they're close. You know, the staff's going to be like, hey, come on out, man. Spend spend the night, evening with us and have a good time, and they'll recruit them. But I'm not expecting anything out of that at this time. I don't believe any of us are, but you never know. We weren't expecting seven commits in three days either, hmm. and here we are. So you got to stay tuned, man. It could be great. But guess what you got to keep you occupied in the meantime? The Florida Gators have punched their ticket to the finals of the College World Series. There ain't a dull moment like they say in Gator Nation. Gator Dave says that. Um, and, boy, today. What a game. Oh, boy, if you watch the game today, you might you might have heart problems. You might have breathing <laughs> problems. <laughs> you might have to been resuscitated when that final ball came off the bat. But, damn it, we, t- we got that victory. We did what we had to do in a low-scoring game where we only hit one home run. And won the ball game, CJ. How we looking, baby? Man, it's it's. I, I knew this team was good. Like I knew they were good going into the whole season. And I've tried to convince everyone, even even when we canceled the season back in April when we lost to South Carolina, that this team is damn good, and they could win the whole thing. They and I, I've said that from the beginning. Now they've got a chance to do it. I didn't expect this, you know, because it is baseball is so hard. Like it's so hard to get to this point. You've seen all the close games Florida's played in since the regionals started. Um, they haven't had one game, you know, <laughs> one game yet where they've they put the thing on cruise control uh, and just wrote a you know a lead to a win. These these are really the best of the best when you're playing these guys. There is not a team in the country that is more battle tested than this Florida team though. So you don't have to worry about, you know, oh, will they be able to, to rise to the occasion if, if it comes down to a low scoring game and, you know, you, you've got a run or two in between you, can they, can they fight back? Can they win? This team has shown you that they can, um, you know, now we got to figure out, are we going to play the Tigers or are we going to play the Demon Deacons? And that's kind of like asking me, you know, if you say, CJ, which team would you rather play? That's like asking me, would you rather get shot or rather get stabbed? Because it's really, (laughs) (laughs) there's no good answer. Um, You know, it's just one of those things where I think that this this team has been of the mindset of you put whoever in front of us and we're going to play them. They're not scared to play anybody. It's just been... It's been a hell of a ride. Um, like I said, there hasn't been one game yet that it's just been, you know, sit back and relax. You had a tight game with Virginia. You come back, you walk it off. Then you have a tight game with with the Oral Roberts, way tighter than I thought, you know, it was looking like it was going to be. And then today with TCU to have a low-scoring game with only five runs between the two teams, it was two to one for the longest time. Uh, Jack Caglione started out kind of rough. He kind of got things reeled in enough to get a get you know a few more ratings out of him. 
Um, Slater comes in, he does a good enough job. Cade Fisher comes in and he does his thing. Cade Fisher has emerged as a, you know, Cade Fisher to me will probably be in the starting rotation next year for the Florida Gators. I think he's that good. And he has really, really made his presence known. Neely continues to be just as good uh, as an All-American as he's, he's shown all season as the closer. We've got the stuff. We've, we, you know, we've got to get the, uh, the top of the top of the order really needs to start to heat up again. We need some hits from the one through three guys, you know, the Curland and, and Wyatt and Caglione. They really need to get the bats hot. We've got to be able to score some runs, but this is a, just a tough, tough ballpark to score runs in, especially with a team that's playing the long ball like us. You know, that's kind of where we've lived and died all year with the home runs, and this is just a tough team. As you saw today with, you know, TCU hitting a shot that is a home run in every park in the country except for that one. So, you know, it it's just a it's, – it's a great – Great, great time to be a Gator right now with the recruiting popping off. You've got a chance to add another national championship to your trophy case, which I would love to see. Um, that would that would be great. That would really finally cement Kevin O'Sullivan, uh, his place in Gator athletics and Gator lore as is one of the greats. Um, and I, I'm super excited about it. You know, it, and we're you know we're doing things in the portal. We got another catcher from. Uh, Coastal Carolina. So Coastal Carolina provided us BT Ryapel. So I think we've got a pretty good track record there of getting those their, their catchers. So maybe uh, they're like a, a catcher factories for, uh, for us now, just producing a, a guy that we need out of the portal. But I, again, I, I expect as soon as Kevin O'Sullivan gets home, the portal stuff will really pick up for us. I expect him to hit the portal hard this year because he's, he's now got proof that it works. Um, with with Waldrop and um, with Ryapel, so I would look for that to be a uh, major factor in the next few weeks. We might get some more exciting news there, and I hope I hope we do. Uh, there's a lot of big name guys in the portal, and I think baseball is going to be one of those places where you really start to see the portal be very important because of how baseball works and how you can find good players on just about any team. Um, and these guys, you know, they don't want to play for the little small team anymore. They want to move up. They're just athletes. They're dudes. So just just great stuff, man. And, you know, we're going to play again on on uh, Saturday. Mr. Sprode is going to be on the mound again as he's making probably his last his last appearance as a Gator uh, before he heads off to the MLB. We've got a lot of guys like that. So good luck to those guys. Go out right. We'll cover it again next week. I'll wrap everything up next week for – Better for worse, and hopefully and, uh, we're national champions. Hopefully we're national champions. I, I'll I'll throw a party. I'll pop champagne on the damn camera if I've got to. Oh my god! <laughs> Gonna get the goggles out and celebrate. Oh yeah, man! I, I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get one of those things with the string and the confetti and just. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> All right, guys, man. What a fun time to be a Gator right now. Um. We had some we had some lull there for a while. Things were tough. You know, we, we lost one game in the SEC tournament and the baseball season was over and we lost a running back commit to Georgia and the season was over. And guess what, guys? It ain't ever over. You just mm-hmm. you just got to you just gotta wait it out, man, and let it happen. Uh, I mean, I you know, some of y'all some some people are just naysayers and they're gonna be naysayers. And the next comment's going to be like, well, we're still going to suck on the field this year. You know, hey, just be happy for now. Take the happiness as it comes. Don't let that negativity eat you up, man. Billy is building something really special here, the likes of which we have not seen in a long time. He's got to get his guys. He's working it. You're seeing the results. The long game is playing out. Josh Pate said it best on his show this week, man, you, you know, you got to let it work like honey, not like water, you know, and it, it moves slow and it, and it, and it builds. And here we are seven commits. We, you know, last week we we're in single digits. We were up around 22nd in the country. And here we sit today, top three in the country. Are we going to stay there? Eh, we could, we start taking 25 guys instead of 21, 22, and we get more 
Childs and Jamonta Waller's in this class, and and then we might be talking, hey, guys, watch out. Y'all want a top five class? We're going to do our best to get you one, and, and it looks really good right now. CJ, what you got before we get out of here? Hey, guys, just make sure you're always supporting us as creators. Join the Facebook group. We've got a lot of stuff going on over there. Guys are very active on that group. Check out the Twitter. The Twitter, everybody's – we had a lot of you guys jump on the Twitter this week, which was great to see. Appreciate the follows. Uh, make sure you leave the like and you're leaving the comment and you're subscribing to the channel so you can win that T-shirt, that free merch from our friends at Alma Mater. If you want to buy your own merch at Alma Mater, go over there and check it out. I'm sure we won't be long. We'll be having some more uh, some more gear popping up. I'm sure for football season, as much as they've paid attention to golf and baseball and track and softball, we're going to see a lot of cool stuff start to pop up for football season and as it gets closer. They've got the jersey program over there that supports the NIL athletes. Get your get your baseball jerseys while you still can before these guys leave. We've got a lot of guys like Wyatt Langford and, and Brandon Sprout and Hurston Waldrop who might not be here next year. So get your jersey while you can from them and support Gator athletes. Uh, you check the, uh, the Patreon. We got something planned for the Patreon. We're not going to tell you quite yet what we got going on over there, but we got something planned. We want to get some some content over there for you guys to start subscribing uh, to that, helping us out so we can put some more money back into this channel. Because everything we're going to make, we're going to put right back into it to make sure we give you guys a better product here. Um, check out the link for Alma Mater. We're going to put it down below in the description and the comments so you guys can go over there, get the stuff. Father's Day passed, but hey. We're still got, we still got all kinds of things coming up. Fourth of July, got, baby. Get something for your Fourth father. Fourth of July. You've got, <laughs> you've got everybody's got a birthday. Like I said, you got football season coming up. So make sure you, you check out their stuff over there for sure. They've got some great stuff, guys. We appreciate it. They've appreciated you guys coming over there and buying their stuff. So, um, again, thank you so much for all you guys do. It helps us out a bunch. Um, and, and thank you for helping the channel grow and the, the page grow and our podcast listeners. You guys are just killing it. Absolutely. The more good news we get, the more the more you guys are probably going to kill it because you know we all want we all want the good stuff. But those of you who have been here before, who stuck with us through all the the bad stuff that we had to deal with for the last few weeks, we appreciate it. You guys uh, definitely deserve to pat yourself on the back, and, and we we want to congratulate you. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for sticking with us. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go over to Alma Mater and get me a, a BT jersey before he goes and starts. There you go. It. Before he starts his finance job. <laughs> All right, Wes, take us home, baby. Yeah, me and CJ will make sure Hirsch puts the link in the bottom of our <laughs> podcast tonight. Uh, so you guys can go there and use our link to shop as you want. As uh, CJ just said and Hirsch said as well, we are the number three class in 247. So this is a great time to be a Gator with number two and on three. So whichever one you use on three or 247, we're two there, three there. It's a great time to be a Gator, so go ahead and, and help out. If you haven't joined uh, Florida Victorious, please do that as well. Uh, as you can see, they are doing their job as well. So shout out to those guys over there doing what they're doing, getting the guys in. Uh, I, I'm glad uh, that they uh, revised it. it. It showed that they are not stuck anyways, not stubborn, and doing their thing. So uh, just shout out. It's, it's just so happy. Uh, I'm not just so happy, just so exciting to be a Gator fan right now. So just jump on in there on the bandwagon and do what you do. Um, like we said, subscribe, like, make a comment. We have a giveaway this month, guys. It's still June, and we have one more podcast next week that I won't be a part of, but you can still get a chance to um, – our viewers keep going up, so make sure you do that. The like, the subscribe, make a comment, and you can get uh, entered into that contest to win that uh that t-shirt so thank you guys and don't forget to watch our podcast that comes out saturday uh this is where we answer your questions uh that we may not have covered here that specifically that addresses the, your concerns the uh, questions that you have that we may not have covered and we can get to those and you know that's what we have fun at so make sure you listen to the other one on saturday we know a lot of you guys listen to this one right here but the other one is Saturday is what we answer from you guys that you may have concerns like I just said that we don't address uh, that we may have not covered. So, uh, matter of fact, get your questions in, whether it's Twitter or Facebook. And also we have a new chat on Facebook as well. So if you're not on that, get on that. I have gotten CJ and uh, uh, Hirsch 
reluctantly to join in there and comment and talk to you guys and give you guys some updates. I'm going to work and try to get them guys in there so that you guys can get some more coverage uh, that we just share with just our podcast. Uh, Hershey's been there and CJ's been there. We're talking I was about to say, I've, I've, seen, I've been in there more than you have. This I, man you right have, here. Right you guys both have. <laughs> I, I love it. It, it, it. Just a little, little small shade. But get there. I sent the invite to all you guys that already logged into our podcast. So get on the Facebook group. Um, if you haven't been on there, if you're not there yet, and join to the discussions that we have. That's our recruiting chat that we just started this week. So we love to hear and interact with you guys and, and talk with you guys there. So, And as always, I'm not going to end this podcast without saluting our troops. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you guys. The fourth is coming up. Spread celebrating our freedom. Uh, and we thank you guys for all that you do. As always, go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators, baby. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.